You're listening to the Side Gig Central podcast, episode number 30. Let's play a game real quick. All right, so imagine you're stranded on a remote desert island with Richard Branson, Martha Stewart, J-Lo, and Oprah. Are you picturing the scene right now? Okay, cool. So when you close your eyes, what do you imagine each of these people would be doing while they wait to be rescued from this remote desert island? Can you picture it? All right, well, here's what I think would be going down. Richard would be obsessively checking his phone to see if he can get a whiff of reception or a whiff of Wi-Fi somewhere to summon a virgin jet or virgin cruise ship to come rescue us. Martha would be out scouring the beaches for conch shells, mussels, fresh, fresh herbs, and driftwood for a chic and cozy bonfire cookout. J-Lo would be weaving together a sexy little grass skirt with a high slit on the side for an impromptu beach photo shoot while humming her famous tune, I'm still Jenny from the block. And Oprah would be kicked back, relaxed as anything, under a palm tree with her favorite book, talking about what it really means to be stranded in life and how this remote desert island is really just an allergy for personal development. Now, why is it that I'm able to tell you exactly what each person would be doing on a remote desert island when I have never even met any of these people before? Well, the answer is simple, my friends. It's because of personal branding. Yes, it's that B word again, and I love it so much. And yes, I think it warrants another conversation because branding is that powerful. You and I both know that it's because of personal branding that each of these celebrities are able to be top of mind again and again and again in our everyday lives. It's because we know without a doubt what each of these people are known for, what makes them unique, and we're able to say without hesitation, oh, that's that's so Oprah, or yep, that's, that's totally Martha. You see what I'm getting at here? So to help me illustrate this point even further, I've invited my friend, photographer, and personal branding expert, Robin Graham, on the show today to talk about why personal branding is a long-term game that you should absolutely be playing right now. Robin and I will talk about the five C's of personal branding, why being the face of your brand will kickstart your side gig business, and you'll also get some really great real life examples of entrepreneurs that have super strong personal brands and how you can use these examples to start building your own. So start streaming your favorite episode of Martha and Snoop's Potluck Dinner Party because today we are going to teach you how to brand yourself like a celebrity. Thank you so much to the presenting sponsor of the SideGeek Central podcast, which is Joust, the nation's first all-inclusive banking toolkit for entrepreneurs. 
You're listening to the Side Gig Central podcast, where we truly believe that your side gig has the power to change your life. My name is Elena Ciccatelli, and I'm a small business owner and side gig hustler just like you. I'm so excited to help you redefine what success looks like in today's gig economy. Listen in on honest conversations that I have with the experts and from hardworking side gig entrepreneurs just like you who are killing it with their side hustle. Learn the best strategies, tips, and tricks that have helped others pave their own way and craft their dream side gig. So if you're ready to get started, up your game and do the work, you're definitely in the right place. Let's get started. Robin, thank you for being here. Welcome to the show. I am excited to have you on today. I'm very excited to be here, Elena. Excellent. Well, um, in case you guys don't know this, I don't know how you would know this, but uh, Robin, <laughs> Robin and I actually did meet in real life one time, um, and we, <laughs> I was in uh, I was in Doylestown, PA, for my full time job, and I texted Robin, and I'm like, "Hey, let's like meet up in real life," and she so graciously invited me to her amazingly lovely photography studio. And um, that was such a good time. It was so nice to meet you in person. (laughs) It was very fun. You know, we live in such a virtual world these days from an entrepreneurship perspective. So it was really fun to put a face, actual face, physical face. (laughs) Yes, yes, exactly. I love it. Well, I'd love for the listeners to get to know you a little bit better. uh, Besides that you're from Doylestown, PA. Walk me through how your career evolved from, you know, getting your doctorate in pharmacy to owning your own photography business to now becoming a a thought leader in the personal branding space. Oh, well, first of all, thank you for calling me a thought leader. You just put a big feather in my cap. I'm blushing. Um, <laughs> but in the reality is I, I did go to pharmacy school. I got a doctorate in pharmacy and I worked in various capacities, never a retail pharmacy, but more of a consulting slash teaching education role for um pharmaceutical companies and physicians, as well as patient education. So I did a lot of writing and a lot of educating in those roles that I had. Um, Several years ago, nine years ago, to be exact, our family dynamics changed and my kids were getting older. My husband was traveling and traveling globally. I was traveling to do conferences and write enduring pieces and and be in um, like symposium and thought leader meetings and things. And it was just a crazy life. We don't have family in the Pennsylvania area. And so I didn't have a fallback for my kids. And my husband and I looked at each other one day and we just thought, this is insane. What are we doing? And so he suggested that I do something with my photography because he knew I was very passionate about it. I had done it my whole life. I had worked for or with a photographer in high school and then in college worked with one of the professors and and did things um, from a photography perspective for him um, related to his Japanese studies and his slides and things like that from his travels. And so this passion was already inside of me and it was um, a huge blessing that I could actually take that knowledge, take the skill set, and follow my passion and turn it into a business. 
And because I love teaching so much and I love to share the information that I have and that I've garnered and researched and worked really hard to to grab a hold of over the years, um, the personal branding component really kind of just fell into place. I, my very first photography client was a personal branding photography client where I did her images for her website, CD cover, things like that. And that really lit a fire in me. I knew that's what I wanted to do, but, um, as an entrepreneur or, you know, owning my own business and being completely clueless to, the overarching world of photography and how to start a photography business. I took every job that came my way and didn't niche down until about three years ago. And when I finally did decide to niche down, it was to solely focus on professionals and working with people to do their headshots and then to do branding photography, which I noticed through the course of working with people that most people didn't understand what it meant to have a personal brand and to be the face of their brand and to, you know, put their personality into their business and show that to the world versus just showing their services and products. So that was really the trajectory that led me into um, doing what I do now, which is the photography component, but also more of, of, uh, a strategic side where I'm mentoring and coaching people on how to build a personal brand. Yeah, that is such a, again, such a great story and showing so many different facets of your your abilities and that one thread of education that that just runs through that that whole uh, career trajectory. And now, just quick question: Did you start photography as a side gig while you were still doing all of your uh, conferences and uh, symposiums for uh, in the pharmaceutical? world? No, I really didn't. So, you know, my, like attending the meetings and stuff was really, um, just periodic, periodic demand. It wasn't something that I was having to do on a weekly or even monthly basis, but the fact that I was having to do it all just kind of threw a wrench into our family life. Our nanny got sick. So I didn't have backup. I had no one to help with my kids. And so I, I guess I did take a couple of writing projects um, after I had started my business, the photography business, but not very many. I pretty much just jumped in and decided I was going to be a professional photographer. And I, I started my business with a blog and it just became word of mouth. And, you know, something that I, I really like to emphasize is the power of an email list and I really started by putting myself out there, which I was terrified to do, but I sent an email to everyone in my contact list and said, this is what I'm doing. If you need a photographer, please consider me. And here's the link to my blog. Please follow along with my journey. Mm, and that, nice. that was it. And, you know, nine years ago, I didn't know the first thing about SEO. I did not hire a professional website designer. I did it on my own. I had a friend help me. I bartered photography services and she kind of helped me, but we had it all on a, on a blog platform. It was nothing like what it is today. And, um, you know, I was doing it on a dime. I didn't want to, to take money out of our savings, our personal funds. So I, like you, I bootstrapped and I did everything the most, um, 
I guess, frugal or economic way. That I yes, could. yes. And um, as a result, I, I had a pretty, pretty large learning curve over the years. But um, yeah, so I really kind of jumped in. I, I really didn't do it as a side gig per se. But here's the cool part is that you really bootstrapped it in the right way. You know, you were able to get to profitability much faster, right? Because you're not having to find capital to do what you need to do. And um, I I applaud you for that. There's so many things in your journey that I am a huge fan of, but I do not want to get off topic. I I do want to talk about, obviously, our topic today is personal branding. Um, I really, I really love talking about personal branding with Robin. She's got a lot of really great insights. So uh, first and foremost, what are some of the ways that a side gig entrepreneur can spruce up their brand to gain traction in the marketplace and how can they create a strong personal brand just like the level of a of a celebrity right we're not saying that this is going to happen overnight right but what are some of the things we need to be thinking about to to put some some systems in place Great question, Elena. And um, one of the first things that I would recommend, and I know you've heard me say this a thousand times, and I know you agree with this completely, but it's to be the face of your brand. People do not buy products and services. They buy personalities. And in order for anyone to get to know your personality, they have to see your face. You have to become recognizable and memorable. And the only way for you to do that is to be present in your in your business, to actually be the face of your brand. So if you're doing a website, creating a website, have your image on the homepage, on the about page, maybe even on the contact page, maybe even on your services page, showing you in action what you do, how you do it. Let people get to know the ins and outs of you working in your business and showing your why, showing your how. Um, Just let them get to know you and see your personality. You know, our eyes and smile are the gateway to our soul. That's what they really show our essence. And they're what make an emotional connection with our audience. So the more visible you are for your ideal audience, the more emotional connection you're going to make with them and the faster they're going to get to know you, like you and trust you, which is what has to happen before they're going to purchase from you. Yeah, which is everything, which is mm-hmm. the whole the whole kit and caboodle in one shot. The irony is not lost on me here, though, because we're now in a in a place where more people are working remotely and they have to show their face on camera, even though they may not want to. So what are... What are some ways that we can kind of encourage folks to 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 not be afraid to to show up and you know show up in a way that's that's going to help them serve their audience? You know, that's another great question. I used to be terrified to put myself out there. You know, I'm a photographer, so to hide behind my camera was like my MO. That made it easy for me, right? Well, the fact of the matter is I realized I had to be present and I had to be the face of my brand as well. So, okay. I, I had a photo shoot. I have pictures of myself now, but I also had to start doing video and video is terrifying. However, the one thing that I had to do to, to convince myself and to push that fear aside was that I'm the expert in what I'm talking about. 
So for anybody out there that is, you know, starting a side gig in the throes of a side gig in the middle of entrepreneurship, trust in yourself and your knowledge and your expertise and communicate that to your audience. Now, there are tips that um, I like to share for um, a practical perspective or I guess technical perspective on how to do things, you know, how to, how to do a selfie, how to set up your video so that people, you know, are going to be able to enjoy it more. And that those things all relate to light. You want to be well lit because if you are underexposed, if you're doing a video and people can't really see you and they can't make that connection with your eyes, they're going to tune out. You want to be as professional as you can possibly be, realizing you're doing this on your own, most likely with a cell phone or on Zoom or something like that. So have yourself well, well lit. And an easy way to do that is face the window. You don't want to be completely blown out if the sun is shining really bright. You don't want to be squinting. So you can put like a sheet over the window or a sheer, um, something like that to diffuse the light a little bit. That's always a great option. But have yourself be very well lit because that's going to help people connect with you better. Oh, I love that tip so much. I um, I think one time, I think we posted on my Instagram feed, uh, stand no, what was it? Stand in front of a window and take the selfie and post it already. I mean, that it's just, it's such a simple, simple tip, but it makes such a huge, huge difference in how our audience is connecting with us. And, mm -hmm. you know, we really, really need to be cognizant of um, what that experience is like on the other side, right? Of how, yeah. how people are actually, uh, you know, in, enjoying the content that you're, that you're dishing up. So another thing, Elena, is, you know, there are so many tools that you can buy too. So if you don't have an office with a window, maybe your office is in the basement, but you think of something and you want to just put this content out there immediately, you can buy a ring light um, for, you know, $20, $25. Mm, yes. You know, it's not, you don't have to invest a lot. And the other tool that I recommend to everyone is I have this little, um, I think it's an Archon tripod for my phone or the iPad. And when you're doing a video, make sure that your device is steady. You don't want to be holding it because we naturally have like handshake. And the the more shaky you are, the the less, you know, like for me, I tend to get motion sick very, very easy. So if somebody's video is like wobbly or kind of in and out of focus, I'm not going to watch that. So you want to make sure that that quality is there. And there are tools that literally cost less than $25, a ring light, the Archon tripod. Um, you could buy other brands as well. I'm just throwing that one out there. But um, use those tools in addition to the light because it'll take you a long way. Yes. Oh, that's such a great point. I'm so happy that you pointed those things out because that's so, so key when we're creating content, especially when we're creating content on the fly. And I actually just uh, wrote in my Instagram stories that you need to be prolific right now. You need to be putting out content. And I think those, those uh, kind of behind the scenes tools will help people get there. Um, so, Robin, I listened to episode nine of your podcast, which I'm shouting out right now. It's just the second phase podcast. Uh, go subscribe to it. Go listen to it. Robin has some really awesome guests in this episode. 
episode nine. Uh, Robin, you're talking about the five C's of personal branding. So for everybody who didn't listen to this episode, let's go through it now. Uh, what are the five C's of personal branding? Oh, I love the five C's. Mm, <laughs> yes. thank, you, uh, thank you for the shout out. Of course. Too. Of course. Um, I would love to have your listeners listen to my podcast as well. Um, so the five C's are clarity, cohesive, consistent, content, and community. I would say clarity may be one of the most important simply because if you are not clear on what you do, you cannot clearly communicate that to your audience so that they have clarity on what you do. Mm, that's so key. Yeah. And I think especially that we're, you know, everything is... Uh, you know, building our, our appearance online, building our brand online, if we're not crystal clear on what problem we solve and the unique way that we can solve it for people, I think you just, you get lost, right? You get mm -hmm. lost in the noise completely. I want to talk about community a little bit too. Can you elaborate a little bit more on that? And then I'll kind of like share my thoughts. Yeah, absolutely. So I alluded to this a little bit earlier when I talked about um, the email list and creating my email list and how I did that. We all have a community in place, no matter what stage we are in our lives or our entrepreneurial journey. Um, if you are a, a parent, you have your kids' sports teams and the parents on those teams. You have friends that you've had forever. You have family members. Um, you know, you have your kids' teachers, you have a plethora of people that you have had contact with over the years. You've been to networking events, you've been to, you know, fundraisers. Anyone you've connected with is now in your community. Take advantage of that. When you create or start creating your your business or when you're working to grow your business, start with that community and then let those that community be the tentacles that help you expand. Now you're, you're eventually going to have, you know, your, your family, your friends, they're going to purchase from you right away. Right. So then, um, what happens after that? Now you, you don't have anybody else left, right? So you really have to make sure that you're reaching out. So use those resources as word of mouth and as introductory sources, as referral sources, so that you can expand that network. We also have the great ability now to network virtually and online. Expand your community by engaging with like-minded people, people that might be in your ideal avatar, and really grow a relationship with them virtually to expand that community. So that once you've already tapped into the, the people closest to you and you've kind of exhausted those resources from people purchasing from you, it let that word of mouth and the referral sources expand the network for you. So I want to take this as a moment in time for me to acknowledge, I like, I didn't know Robin, I don't know, six months ago. And I met Robin randomly on Instagram and I connected with her because one day I happened to be going through her stories. I noticed that she tagged, I think it was Doylestown PA or like Philadelphia or something. And I was like, oh my gosh. And I sent her a DM. I'm like, hey, I'm, I'm in Jersey. And, and we like instantly connected over that. So 
yeah, it's just those those kind of like serendipitous connections that you can make, like you said, Robin, with like minded people. And yeah, of course, we are looking to cultivate clients. But what about partners? What about allies that you can align yourself with that maybe can like put some rocket fuel to your side gig? Would you agree with that? Oh, 100%. And I think collaborations can be so incredibly powerful. And, you know, I mean, I mean, think about it, you were on my podcast, and now I'm on your podcast. So I am sharing the word, the word that you're putting out, you're sharing my message. I mean, that that in and of itself is powerful. But the one thing I think people often um, do is they they discount the power of family and friends. And we're often afraid to let people know what we're doing. I think we're often afraid to put the word out there and tell people what we're doing because, oh my gosh, they might think we're crazy. I mean, I switched, you know, I gave up a six figure career to do what I'm doing. And, you know, I thought, oh my gosh, my parents paid for pharmacy school. They're going to be unhappy with me. They're my friends from pharmacy school. They're going to think I'm crazy. At the end of the day, they were all so proud of me and so thrilled for me. So you have to push those fears aside and, and just be proud of yourself and be a, be, I guess, don't be afraid to, to share what you're doing because they're not going to judge you. And you know what, if they do, they're not your people. Mm, Oh, that's such a good point. Oh, that is so, so well said. I love that Robin. Now I want to pivot just slightly. And I want to talk about um, at the beginning of the episodes, I gave some examples of what I thought to be really strong celebrity personal brands. I was talking about Martha Stewart, Oprah, Richard Branson. I would love to see what you say for this question here. So give me some examples of celebrities turned entrepreneurs that you feel like have a really dynamite dynamite personal brand like what makes them so good and what makes them stand out okay the first one that comes to mind for me is jasmine star if you're not following her she is just amazing she is so real and authentic she puts out incredible content that is always valuable she's always educating she's always entertaining Um, She is authentic, but she doesn't overexpose herself or exploit herself. Another one is um, Lewis Howes. He's pretty authentic. And I I think sometimes he posts things that we probably don't all need to see. But the message that he's conveying about being authentic and putting fear aside are, are messages that are core throughout all of his content. And I think he does that in a really, really great way. Another person is Julie Solomon. Um, She Mm -hmm. has the pitch, I think it's Pitch It Perfect um, is her online course. And she has a podcast and she's just, she just is this um, very just humble, authentic woman who is always on brand because she's always teaching on on how to pitch yourself, how to be an entrepreneur, how to grow a personal brand, she or a brand in general. Um, but she she tells her family story, but not over excessively, so that she's like again, like Jasmine Starr, like she's she's telling you just enough, but she's not she's not invading her own personal space either. And I think those are things that are really important because people often don't understand. You don't have to put all the nitty gritty out there. We, we don't all need to know that. I think it's okay to have some secrets. When we talk about you know being vulnerable or being authentic, 
you don't have to tell everything in your personal life. What you want to do is you want to share enough of your personality that people can understand who you are and really get to know you, but you don't have to tell the nitty gritty, nitty gritty privacy you know, most private moments of your life. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And I couldn't agree with you more because I think it takes a master of personal branding to be able to edit, right? I, I mm-hmm. mean, there there is the temptation to put every single little thing on stories or Twitter or Facebook or whatever. And I think your ability to edit what is is going to show your personality deliver a message and and i think i'm sure you'll agree with this too robin it it, it comes back to when it goes to editing does is this something that my ideal client is going to learn from or be entertained by Maybe using those parameters to edit some of the, you know, I would say information overload of TMI, too much information. Yeah. And, you know, another person that does a really good job of that is Amy Porterfield. Mm, You know, she gives you the behind the scenes about her husband and her dog. um, But we're not, you know, and she, she has done podcast episodes on, you know, her battle with depression, her battle with weight, but she's doing it in a way that is helping other people. And building confidence for other people. She's not, you know, she's not going so deep into things that are not going to help us. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, because when we talk about personal branding, it's about being a human being. People want to know that you're a human being and that you're going through maybe a similar situation. Maybe you're 5, 10, 15 steps ahead of where where they are right now, but as long as you're serving up some sort of a a value for them. I want to change gears just a a smidgen because I am in very imaginative mood right now. Uh, Fictional characters, maybe from a book, a TV show, or a movie. uh, What would you say, uh, if you could pick a character from one of those things, has a really strong personal brand? Oh, gosh. You know, my my friends would be just laughing right now because I am the world's worst when it comes to citing movies or m- music or anything. <laughs> Uh-oh. All right. So. But, you know, okay. So let me think about this. Can we do music? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. So think about Joan Jett. Mm. You, I mean, am I showing my age? No, she is. <laughs> no, she's iconic. She's iconic. Right? Okay, yes. She's iconic. But her she was always authentic to who she was. She was a female rocker and she really helped pave the way for other female rockers, right? But she, to this day, when she performs is the exact same performer that she was years ago. When you, you know, when you look at someone like her and compare her to say Madonna, Madonna has, has been all over the place, right? She's transitioned so many times. And, and at the end of the day, you wonder who is Madonna today? Mm, yes true versus like like j-lo j-lo has pretty much stayed status quo she's been true to herself she has you know and i know you don't like the word hustle but i mean she (laughs) really has like you know she has put in the grit and the hard work to 
be the person she's become. And she held true to herself. And this is such a great example because when she did the Super Bowl, she was under so much scrutiny and criticism, but she held true to herself. She and I did. think that's really important. Yes, yes. I think we can all take a listen from from J-Lo and Joan Jett. I think they're both just really, really great, um, you know, celebrity examples of, of what we're talking about here. Um, so I would say for like a fictional character, if I could throw my, my two cents in here, I would say Hermione from Harry Potter just because just because she has such a strong personal brand you know what she's about she's like the, the the smartest girl in the room she's not afraid to speak her mind she helps people she's compassionate um but she you know also will put Ron Weasley in his place if he needs to be and I agree I yeah 100% and that's a great example too Oh, Hermione. Okay, so let's... Yeah. <laughs> you think faster than I do. It's because you're younger. <laughs> oh, no. It's because I wrote these notes two weeks ago. <laughs> that's, what came, that's what it came down to. I won't I won't try and uh, say I did that on the fly. I also want to mention here to Robin that you also have a side gig to your core business, which I'm not mistaken, is that you are officially an Etsy shop owner. Is this true? It is. It is. I launched it this year. So um, this is kind of a, a labor of love. But my journey with photography, you know, I always took pictures of people because I was so into capturing memories and, and everything. But like flowers are just fuel me. Like if, if I'm stressed out, you can find me using natural light and a bouquet of flowers and just tearing it apart and doing macro photography or micro photography or doing something that is just very creative and using light to do that. So I have thousands and thousands and thousands of images. Um, and I have been featured in numerous um, juried exhibits, including the Philadelphia Sketch Club and then some local galleries as well. And I ha so I have all of these prints that are framed um, and matted, some that aren't framed and just matted. And then I create note cards with my images as well as journals. And so all of those products are on my Etsy shop. Oh, amazing. So I'm going to link to Robin's Etsy shop so you can see all of the the beautiful products that she has. Now we're into the never would I ever segment of the show where I ask every guest to fill in the blank of this one sentence as it relates to their field of expertise. So Robin, fill in the blank. When it comes to personal branding, never would I ever. Oh, how long can my list be? <laughs> Okay. Well, maybe we could like shorten it to like one or two things. <laughs> okay. So the very first thing that I would never, ever do is not have a professional headshot on my website and on my social media pages so that people could recognize me. Yeah. I mean, that is just... <sighs> As personal branding 101 right there. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. Um, making sure that everyone knows how to connect with you, Robin, because I know that they are absolutely going to want to connect with you. Uh, where can they get in touch with you? Where can they find you online? 
My website is robingrahamphotography.com. I am on all of the social media platforms. I'm on Instagram and Twitter as the Robin Graham. And Robin is spelled with a Y and Graham is G-R-A-H-A-M. Um, Facebook, I'm Robin Graham Photography. And LinkedIn, I'm Robin Graham. I, I will say I spend most of my time either on LinkedIn or Instagram. I do have a Facebook group. It's a private Facebook group called The Brand Insider. If anyone is wanting to tap into resources for you know personal branding, have questions to ask, you can reach out to me um, and join the Facebook group. Um, I'm also doing a mastermind starting in April, and it will be to help people um, who are starting a side gig or who are wanting to rebrand their entrepreneurial journey. Um, and that starts April 1st, and we'll meet bi-weekly for 12 weeks. Perfect. All right, guys. So I'll make sure that that's all in the show notes so that you can grab those links and connect with Robin. Robin, thank you so much for this conversation about branding. I, I just, I love learning from you. Thank you so much for, for today's convo. Oh, thank you, Alina. I'm so happy to be here. Thanks so much for listening to the Side Gig Central podcast. You can dive into the show notes for this episode and for all past episodes at SideGeekCentral.com. If you love the show, share it with a friend. And while you're at it, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Thanks again for tuning in. I'll talk to you very soon. And by the way, keep up that side hustle because it looks good on you.